Uh, have you seen drama within the lifestyle? Because I don't hear too much about that. And I might, I'd like to really know. Yes. Yes. What lots. are we talking about? Get ready. This is Consenting Adults. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well... You might want to pull out now. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually, like, very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and you find it a turn-on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. My guests today have been married for 27 years, been in the lifestyle for 27 years. They've got two older kids. He's a computer geek. She's a teacher. And because she's a teacher, they're not out about their lifestyle. In fact, they go by the names Lewis and Clark. Let's talk to them about their expedition down this road called the lifestyle. You've been in it 27 years, which is probably one of the longer durations of, of all the guests that we've had on the show. I believe you're the type of couple that another couple referred to as the Yoda swingers. Have you heard that before? <laughs> I haven't heard it, but uh, that sounds good. So you guys are the Yoda swingers, which means you have had a lot of experience over a long time. And so I'm assuming you've probably got some some good pearls of wisdom to pass along to to people who are either thinking about getting into the lifestyle or who are new in the lifestyle, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get to it. First of all, I hear a lot of people talking about, okay, this is how you get started, right? And it's, a lot of it is the same. What I would like to know from you guys is what don't you do? Like, what are the things that you should avoid doing? If you're going to be in the lifestyle, the most important thing is you have to be on the same page and okay with your partner before you go out. Mm. So there's times when we're bitching at each other and we're crabby and I'm irritated or he, he's irritated or whatever the reason is, we don't go out. Right. And we review our rules before we go out. Mm. And then if something changes during the time that we're out, we have a conversation right then. Yeah. There's been times where we were at the club and just one of us wanted to leave. We right then and there, we leave no matter what's going on. It's a magnifying glass. If you have any issues, any communication issues, any, you know, seeds of doubt or resentment or what have you, it will magnify it and make it so much worse. If you have good communication, you're a pair, and this is an addition to what you have, then it will make it fantastic. You know, it makes it incredible. It, it's a big magnifier of the relationship. Sure. And that makes a lot of sense. So um, let's say you have decided you're going to get into the lifestyle. Are there mistakes that newbies make? Absolutely. <laughs> um, and we were we were pretty lucky because uh, we tiptoed into it. We didn't really have anybody explain it to us. And I realized that we avoided some major things. Certainly, there could be instances where your partner's doing something else uh, with someone else and, and not realize it, and you had not talked about it, you know, what your rules were previous to that night. So you're like, all of a sudden, I was like, uh, okay, is this okay now? And, and that can be a bad situation. 
Earlier, you said that you go through the rules before the date. Do you always do that? Yeah, early on we did it. We're pretty comfortable with our rules now. And we still check in once in a while. And, and what are those rules? We always make sure. So I have a criteria for people that she can be with and she does the same. Um, so we always check in with each other if it's okay. No pain. I don't like certain things uh, the guys may like to do to her, you know, and I'll let the guys know that. Um, like what? Uh, I don't really like uh, hair pulling or, or any pain or spanking, things like that. Okay. So you're saying that you don't want anyone to do that to her. Right. What if she wants it? Then she can talk about it. And, and then, yeah, if I trust the guy and if I feel comfortable with him, then yeah. It's a conversation generally before we do anything. I mean, we did have a little mishap where a couple had pain tools. tools. <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was a surprise to us too. We didn't, we didn't know that and we don't like that. No, so. no, 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 no. No, you got to explain to me, what are pain tools? There was a, a like a spiked pinwheel thing. There was um, other poking and prodding things. that They had like a little leather case full of these when we were at the club and we met them. And uh, we went upstairs with them and they unzipped that little case. And we were like, whoa, not, uh, that's not our speed. So, uh, <laughs> well, And that, that brings up, you know, when you have that conversation, <laughs> there was a mistake. We didn't have a, that conversation and we don't have that many things, um, but that is one of them. <laughs> wow. But over the years, we did have things like, you know, first it was no kissing and then it was, okay, can we touch or not touch and those kinds of things. And 27 years later, do you have any of those types of rules anymore? I mean, no. other than it sounds like you guys have veto power over the other one's playmate, right? Yes. Is that it? Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's pretty open. Okay. Explain your arrangement to me. What do you guys do? What, what's on the table? What's off the table? Pretty much everything's on the table uh, except for pain. And we prefer to stay in the same vicinity with yeah. each other. So we don't, we started out only same room. Now we've moved to the same vicinity. So if we're in Say an apartment, one could be in the bedroom, one could be in the living room, yeah. or in a house, one could be upstairs, one could be downstairs. Yeah. We like being able to see each other, experience it together, and then we, you know, we have that reclamation or re reconnection at the end with just us, and and that's really the experience. We generally avoid taking one for the team. We do. We avoid. We taking avoid one that. Right. Um, so if I like the husband and he doesn't like the wife, then that's it. Yeah. That's not a possibility. But in swinger speak, uh, back to the original question. Uh, so I'm straight, she's bi. Um, we don't like any pain or potty games or anything like that. We're open to just about everything. We have done hall pass or solo situations, uh, each of us in the past, but that's, that's a rarity. Before we can designate you as the Yoda sw swingers, <laughs> Uh, let's go down the list and, and see how experienced you are. Uh, threesome. Yes. Yes. Foursome. Yes. Yes. Sixum. Yes. Yes. Orgies. Yes. yes. Public sex. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know. 
uh, now I'm just finding out exactly how vanilla I am. Like, I'm <laughs> out of the, what's a, is it like like a daisy chain where it's like just a bunch of people who are all connected together? We've never done that. No. But, but uh, when you say does that require too much buy for you? Uh, no, just, it's a lot of coordination to get that many people doing that all at one time. That's a logistical issue. Yeah. Okay. When we say orgy, it's just, you know, maybe three or four king size beds together and just people everywhere. There was that one time. Hold on a second. How do you, like, where do you do this? How do you get three or four king size beds together? So typically it's, it's at the club. Uh, the swing club or oh. on like someone's living room floor and you just throw down some sheets and it's a big, we call it a puppy, puppy pile. pile. Right. I've heard of that. What would you say would be like some of the wildest things that you guys have done? The one time at the club where I think there were five couples all in the same room and it was it was a lot of fun. There were just a lot of bodies and a lot of in the in the dungeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. There was a, a lot of couples, all of them we knew, and and it was in the middle of the winter, kind of cold in there when we started. But by the end, the the windows were sweating. Yeah, we were <laughs> so so much hot. heat generated. <laughs> okay, how often do you guys play? So let's. I mean, pushing COVID aside, okay, because that, that that like throws all the numbers off. But how often do, would you guys do stuff like this? Once a month, maybe. Once a month. And, and then, and then we go to Mexico twice a year. We go for a week. When you go, so uh, do you go to uh, lifestyle resorts? or yeah, that okay. one primarily. And we've been on a cruise, a lifestyle cruise. Oh, there's lifestyle cruises? Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> uh, Tell so, me more. What's the buffet like? Uh, it's good. It's good food. And they're regular boats and regular cruises. They just take over the whole boat. Uh, so it's you know, 3,000 couples. And what happens? Everything, anything that you want. Oh, Um, tell me more. Tell me more. So like there's classes, which I really like. There's different kinds of classes. There's speed dating for couples. There's BDSM rooms. There's um, shows, dinners, everything that you would have on a cruise. And when we first, we're not really cruising people, but when we first went on it, it's like, oh, great. 3,000 couples on, on one boat. The problem is there's 3,000 couples on one boat. So you meet somebody and then unless you say, let's meet exactly back here at this time, it's Uh hard to find them again. That's why we kind of like the resorts better because you see people, you know, from day to day in different places and you get to know them more easily. So, So, but you can't be going on vacations all the time, right? You've you've got regular lives and you've got to stay by home base. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you meet people? Do you have regular couples you play with? Do you still meet up with new people? We typically meet new people uh, at the swing club. Uh, the reason we don't necessarily online is because of a lot of the guys are trying to talk their wives into it, or there's just a lot of hassle. They don't show their faces, et cetera, et cetera. So one of the things that you know we came across was we were going to meet a couple, but they never showed us our face. So we're sitting in a bar going, wait, is that them? Wait, is that them? And, you know, what do we go up to someone that we suspect? Hey, are you that swinger couple? You know, so it it just gets a lot rid of a lot of the red tape because the clubs require the guy and the girl to check in to say that they're going and then they give them the location. Is there anything that, I mean, you guys have been in the lifestyle for 27 years now, done a lot of things, but is there anything that you haven't done that you'd like to? 
Well, he would like to be by himself with as many girls as I could find. (laughs) (laughs) No, with you. With me. And every year for his birthday, what do you want for your birthday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know me and five other girls. And that hasn't happened yet? No, but we've had where like two or three and, and that I've been more than happy with that. Not just girls, but then she's also had guys that way as well. So, yeah, I think. Wait a second. You've so the wife has been with a bunch of guys. Yes. Uh, so they call that a gangbang. Yeah. It wasn't quite like that, no. but it, it was more respectful than that. Well, because that's a slang and it sounds awful. Right. But yes. there are some women who don't mind that term at all. It's like, yeah, no. I'm, I'm down for a gangbang. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was, was that. I mean, the wives were there. We were just swapping people. I, I wouldn't. But you've had multiple men. Yes, I have had multiple men. Okay. So that's a gangbang, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. If you, yes, it is. Um, what is it called when it's a guy? Like if it's just a guy and a bunch of girls? Uh, heaven? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, but so when when it's okay, so if you're with a bunch of girls, I mean, there's only so much you can do at the same time, right? Yeah, that's true. And, so, what's and, your thing? What's what's your thing? What is this thing that you want? Like a you know a bevy I, of? I'm a pleaser. I I literally get off on pleasing other women. So that is what mm. excites me. Um, I love seeing her pleased. Uh, I love pleasing other women. I love just a pile of bodies that I can touch and do things to and vice versa. Um, so certainly the women would be playing with each other as well. Yeah, I'd just like to have, uh, you know, all possible uh, hands and in, in, uh, other appendages <laughs> working at the same time. All right. Okay. So like you and 90% of the male population, exactly. right? Pretty much. Yeah. So I heard, I heard a little sigh or something when he was talking about that. How do you feel watching your husband please other women? Oh, I know how good they have it. So I think it's great. (laughs) So there's no twinge of anything. No. But is it a turn on too? I mean, there's one thing to, oh, that's great. He's having fun. So is she. There's another thing to like, kind of get off on that, right? No, I I enjoy uh, watching him. All of it. I enjoy all of it. He, He spends a lot of time over the last 27 years researching how to please women. Well, wait a second. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking to the wrong person then. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a couple of things that, that you found in all of those years of exploration, my dear. So, like I said, I'm a computer geek, so I do, and I'm a bit more in the science field, so um, I do a lot of research. There's a lot of things. Uh, women, at least 80% of it is all in their head as far as engaging them, making them laugh, but just developing a rapport, being able to touch, um, you know, those kinds of things uh, is in the relationship. Obviously, they're not as visual as men, but then, you know, different things to do to women as far as, you know, how to go down on them, use your hands, uh, erogenous zones beyond just the normal areas, those kinds of things. Like where? Like the back of the knee. If you take a, a light, light, uh, run your nails across it or your tongue, the uh, crook of the elbow, trust me, <laughs> in, the el- in the crook of the elbow or at, at, on the uh, pulse by the wrist, uh, those can be 
very erogenous in the right situation. You, of course, have to build up to that. But women, it's all about the buildup. I assume you practice on your wife? Oh, yeah. I massage her regularly. Over the years, sometimes he's down there and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what What are you doing? <laughs> trying something new. Because he's, he's trying something new. Yeah. Okay, so you're, but you're, you're like, you're teaching them whether that works or not, right? For me, yes. Right. For you, I'm right. right. Yeah. Because everyone's different. different. Yeah, sure. Everyone. All right. So we recently had an episode um, talking to a bisexual man, uh, very interesting conversation. And one of the things that he said, which I think a lot of people have wondered over the years, and that is, you would think that because the man has the equipment, he'd be really good at oral sex on a man, right? Because he knows how those things work and what feels good. And he said that's not the case, like some of the worst oral sex <laughs> from men. So I want to ask you then with women, since you're bisexual, so are you, where are you on the spectrum of bisexual, like uh, emotional attachment bisexual, or are you just in it for the sex? Like, like it's just play. I would call myself a bit of a pillow princess. Ah, if I could find a really, we've had a couple times where there's the woman has been very aggressive, which is good for me because I'm, I'm really not. Uh, I like the touching and the feeling and the kissing and the, the sensual part of it. But I, I think maybe once or twice have gone down on a woman because I don't know what I'm doing. I'll teach you. <laughs> Clark will teach me. Um, well, wait, hold on. So. You say that you don't know what you're doing, but um, but you do you identify as being bisexual? I would say I'm bi comfortable. Okay. I wouldn't. Um, I'm comfortable for a woman to do pretty much anything she wants with me. I am just a little unsure doing stuff to her, um, basically below the waist. Like I'm good with everything above, and then it just usually. I mean, we play as a foursome, so usually that's. The guys like to see that and watch that and it gets everybody in the mood. And then we kind of move on to bringing in the men. So then you're, it's really just part of the, part of the play. You don't enjoy it. Like your husband enjoys pleasing a woman. No, he, I agree. He's phenomenally into pleasing women. <laughs> right. And, and, and it turns you on right to, to please a woman. It like, you can be good at it and it be a factor of just having done it a lot. Or you can be good at it because you really, really enjoy it. And the receiver can normally tell, right? Like, does it turn you on to, to, to go down on a woman? Does it turn you on to be doing things to a woman? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's part of the connection, too, because if there's not a connection and that's happening, then I'll end it. it, it it's kind of like, okay, you're not into this and neither am I if you're not. So let's, let's just stop. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I guess it's part of the connection with me is to be able to see enjoyment with her. Mm -hmm. Okay. Back to the wife, <laughs> the pillow princess wife. Same question that I had discussed with the, the bisexual male. And that is, do you find that women are any better or worse at oral sex on other women? I haven't had a, a lot of women go down on me and no one can compare to Clark. Um, but he's been doing it to you for over 27 years, right? For, I know for that. A while. I know all her body better than she does. 
Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, the women who have gone down on me, I have to say I've definitely enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it, it takes practice to get to know anyone's body. Yeah. And, and that's one, one thing a lot of couples think, oh, we're going to meet somebody tonight and we're going to have a fantastic time and everything's going to be the best ever. Well, quite honestly, you meet someone new, you need to learn their body. You need to learn what they like, what they don't like. Right. That's why you like having longer term friends because you get to know their bodies. Part of the lifestyle for me isn't necessarily the sex. The sex is a bonus. We are looking for people that we can be real with and talk to. And a lot of it comes down to, for me, if the guy makes me laugh and says I have pretty boobs and likes to feel them, you're golden. Uh, but it's like having the first time sex with with a foursome like you it's not necessarily going to be the best sex ever because you haven't had sex with them yet right the first time you have sex with just one other person right right Right. very often it's not what you expect because probably before you have sex with a person in your head you've already had sex with them right and in your head they're fabulous right (laughs) and then and, and then uh, normally it takes some time for them to get to to where they are in your head. So imagine when you've got four people coming together. L- let's talk about what happens when, let's say you're in a play situation or you're out on a date and, and you know, things are great. You've met them before maybe and, you know, you're counting on getting some tonight. <laughs> you know, they say something political and it totally turns you off. How do you get out of that situation? Typically, we just like, uh, we're not feeling it tonight or we just want to be with each other tonight or something like that. Because, again, she's the one I'm going home with forever. She's the one that I'm committed to. I don't care what uh, else anybody or, you know, expects or anything. In fact, you know, we came across a situation where the guy was like, oh, no, you promised you have to. Uh, and you know, that's really where I stepped in. I'm like, no, she doesn't have to do anything. And if <laughs> you want to talk about it outside, we can, we can talk about that. <laughs> um, so it, we're committed to each other first. And, and we always have that rip cord or emergency cord to say, nope, we're not doing it tonight. Mm-hmm. And nobody should feel pressured into it. And any couple that does, you don't want to be with them anyway. Mm-mm. Everyone that we've talked to has been very positive. I mean, yeah, they're funny stories of like, you know, the new couple pulls out heavy artillery and it freaks the hell out of you and you you run yeah. out of the room. But uh, have you seen drama within the lifestyle? Because I don't hear too much about that. And I might, I'd like to really know. Yes. Yes. What lots. are we talking about? All right. Um, so I can give you certain situations. Um, so typically everyone avoids it. And if you go to a resort or a club, you can see it right away. So, for example... We were at a resort and the guy had brought his wife, but he didn't tell her where they were going. Just said that they were going to Mexico, but not a lifestyle resort. I found this out by, you know, she was new at the bar and I'm like, uh, the pool bar, going over and talking to her and trying to be social. And she just looks at me and says, I don't want to be here. And I go, okay, that's sad. Uh, You have fun with that. And then it kind of goes around to everyone and everyone sees that they're the drama couple and nobody wants to be around them. Nobody wants to deal with that. So they really kind of become ostracized. You know, a lot of single guys or married guys think, oh, if I just get her into it, how can I just get her into it? If you're that drama couple, if you're planning tricks or anything and not honest, you're not going to find anything because nobody wants to deal with that. 
Well, we've been at the club where there's a couple arguing in the playroom and someone else says, yeah, take it out of here because nobody wants that. And then at the, in Mexico, there was a couple, we met them just as they had arrived and we were, you know, they seemed really nice and they looked really nice. And then the husband and I started talking and he started telling me this was their last ditch attempt to save their marriage and gave me his whole life story, life story, including the baby he had with another girl. And what he kept asking me, what should I do? And I'm like, I think you really should talk to your wife. And then I'm warning all the other couples, you don't want to get in the middle of that. So um, once again, it's a magnifier and you know, people like, Oh, this will save our marriage. No, it won't. It'll, Mm -hmm. it'll just make it worse. It's yeah. not on solid ground in the first place. And we know couples that we've uh, been with and played with that are now divorced. But surprisingly, from my research, the divorce rate is not any higher in the lifestyle than it is on the national average. It sounds to me like the, uh, I don't know if it's the majority, but a lot of couples going into the lifestyle are able to do it because they have a very strong marriage. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Right. And it sounds like really that's the only way it's going to work. Yep. Fortunately, a lot of the people who are listening to this podcast are not lifestylers. Um, some of them don't approve, don't agree, but they're open-minded enough to, to listen about it. And one thing I hear a lot, and, you know, I start defending it where people start thinking I'm a swinger because I'm, def- I'm, I'm, you know, ar- right. not arguing, but um, debating with them about it. And that is a lot of people who are not in the lifestyle say, well, Clearly, you don't love each other because if you did, you wouldn't want to have sex with other people and you wouldn't want them to have sex with other people. I would reply to that. We actually love each other more. Don't you want to see your partner fulfill and be everything that they want to be in life? Don't you want to see them happy? Don't you want to see them excited? Honestly, I consider it somewhat stupid that it's not like your partner's not going to look at another person. They're going to have fantasies. They're going to have wants. I would rather be part of it and enjoy it with that person than to ignore it and have them cheat, etc. Lie. I appreciate your show a lot because it normalizes the conversation. The LGBTQ community has gotten a lot of respect and has gone through a lot of struggles over a lot of years. But this lifestyle is still something that's in the closet and not talked about. And it's not for everyone. Some people, they just can't, that's not in their belief system, which is fine. But talking about it and at least accepting the people is is good. And it isn't as if you have to, you know, drop your keys in a bowl when you walk into a party. There's people in the lifestyle who just like to watch other people. They never touch anybody. Or be watched. Or be watched. Um, it, it, there are so many levels of the lifestyle if it enhances your relationship if you watch another couple have sex and then you run back to your room and you have really great sex with your partner that's great if it enhances what you have then that's the whole purpose of it it's enhanced our relationship we are better communicators for it and you know when things happen they happen if they don't i got a sure thing when i go home I would say we're more committed to each other, no matter what. The subject of divorce or someone cheating on someone else never even comes up. This isn't cheating. No, 
No, it's it's consensual non-monogamy. Lewis and Clark, thanks for sharing your explorations in the lifestyle with us. Best of wishes to you. All right, next time on Consenting Adults, something different. I talk to an icon in the adult industry. Brittany Andrews answers all of my questions about being a sex worker, including how some couples in the lifestyle choose to hire their partners. Um, if you are going to fuck your friends, you know, do it after you've had some experience um, just having sex with um, kind of in a safe environment. And I think that's what a sex worker provides is a safe environment. You can tell the bitch to go when you want to. Uh, <laughs> right? Because right? I've done it myself with um, partners, right? It's like, okay, let's get a girl. But I like knowing that I have the control that I can tell him we're done with her. It's time for right. her to go. That's next time on Consenting Adults. Mm-hmm.